Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll move on this listener right now in your gentle, loving, powerful, and merciful way as they listen to this message from All Nations Church in Tallahassee. Amen. That's what I want to talk to you about this morning, hearing the voice of God. So many say, does God still speak to individuals, to people like me? Does God still allow his voice to be heard in our hearts and in our lives? Isaiah 30, 21 says it this way, and your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk ye in it. Whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left. Jeremiah wrote it this way in Jeremiah 33, 3, call and I will answer you and will tell you great and mighty things which you do not know. Well, that's Old Testament, Pastor. We don't live under that dispensation. We live in the age of grace. Does God still speak in the New Testament church, in our church today, in our lives this morning? John chapter 10, verse 7 says, Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. So if you're not hearing from God, the question is, are you following him? Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. They hear my voice. I know them. In Acts chapter 13, verse 2, again, the voice of God spoke to the early church, saying, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Well, that was 2,000 years ago. Does God really still speak to us today? Does, does God talk to men and women, teenagers, boys and girls, as he did in both the Old and the New Testament? And if he does, how do we hear him? And if he does, how do we know we're hearing his voice and not another? You have to learn to recognize the voice of God. We have to understand he's our father. I hear my dad's voice clearly in my ear very, very often. Even though he's not here, he passed away almost three years ago. I still hear his voice. I hear him say, get up and get out of bed. Quit being a lazy bum. There's work to do. I hear him saying, today you're going to run the tractor and you're going to cultivate that cotton. I hear him say, I can't believe you did that. Child labor. I hear his voice very often and very frequently. You see, when we know the Father, we know His voice. His voice is familiar. His voice brings comfort, direction, instruction into our hearts and into our lives. But if we don't know the Father, we don't know His voice. Wouldn't it be great if God did something spectacular, like putting a message on a billboard? I'm driving down Monroe, and there's this uh, digital billboard. It changes like every 15 seconds. And I'm thinking, God, wouldn't it be great if right there you said, Steve, this is what I want you to do. Wouldn't that be great? But he doesn't use billboards. Or I've thought many times when God speaks to us, sometimes he needs to give us a gentle rap upside the head. Listen to me. I'm talking to you. Some of us would go around like this all the time. Because we don't know to listen to the voice of God. There are other voices that also try to speak into our lives besides the voice of God. Other voices that try to confuse us and confound us. One is the voice of Satan, our enemy. We know that he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. 
He wants you and I not to hear the voice of God, but to deny the voice of God, to serve and pursue our own agendas and our own will, and to love the things of this world, not the things of God. But if you're a born-again believer, you need to understand you have already been seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. He hears you. He knows you. And when you know him, you recognize his voice. We need to understand that when our thoughts don't line up with the will of God or the word of God, it's not the voice of God. And when those thoughts rise within us and Every honest person in the room will say there have been occasions when I mistook my own thoughts, my own voice for the voice of God. When that arises, we follow Paul's instruction in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 and 5, where he said, The weapons of a warfare are not carnal, they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down vain imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We pull them down. We don't allow those voices to direct or to guide our lives. We need to understand we will hear other voices. Satan's voice will only lie to us. Only lie. Let me give you some, some comparisons between God's voice and Satan's voice. God's voice is always soothing. Satan's voice is always harsh. God voice, God's voice suggests. Satan's voice demands. God's voice lifts you up, builds you up where Satan's voice tears you down. God's voice forgives. Satan's voice accuses. God's voice always brings peace. Satan's voice always brings confusion. God's voice always unites. Oh, hear me, church. God's voice always unites. It's in the place of unity that God has commanded the blessing. If you're not walking in unity with your brothers and sisters, you're hearing the wrong voice. God's voice always unites. Satan's voice always divides. God's voice always brings love. Satan's voice always brings hatred. God's voice gives rest. Satan's voice makes you exhausted. God's voice speaks to your strengths. Satan's voice speaks to your weaknesses. You've got to learn to distinguish the difference between those two. And in order to do so, I mean, this is so deep, it's going to blow your mind away. In order to know, hear, recognize the voice of God, you have got to know his word. You've got to read it. You've got to digest it. You've got to study it because that word keeps you on the correct path. We have to hear the word of God. And when we hear the word of God and know the word of God, then when the voice of Satan speaks to us, we recognize it and reject it. Today, when Holy Spirit speaks to us, we can trust what he says. Why? Because God said in Numbers, God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. So this morning, I want to give you some pointers, some helps in hearing the voice of God first. Understand there is a difference between hearing and listening. I need to say that again. Because some of you are hearing, but you're not listening. You see, we come into the presence of God and we're on our phones. We're surfing on the internet. Sometimes I think we need to turn off this free Wi-Fi. We're surfing on the internet. We're watching games. We're playing games. We're doing all kinds of things. We're hearing, but we're not listening. 
It's a dilemma in the modern church. We hear, but we fail to listen. Seven times, pardon me, eight times in the Gospels, Jesus said, let him who has ears to hear, hear. Eight times in Revelation, the Spirit of God said the exact same phrase. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. When Jesus said that, when the Holy Spirit said that, what were they saying? They're saying you're hearing, but you're not really listening. Because when we hear the voice of God, it demands obedience. In the Old Testament, 1 Samuel chapter 15, the prophet Samuel gave the king Saul a direct order from God, take the army, go down and destroy the Amalekites, utterly wipe them out. Saul did that. He went down and had the battle. He won. And he was coming back rejoicing, celebrating. He said, I have done exactly, you need to read that chapter, 1 Samuel 15. I've done exactly what God commanded me to do. You know what Samuel said? He said, then why do I hear sheep and cattle? The evidence follows that you're not doing exactly what God told you to do. There's always a telltale sign. And Samuel said, no, you didn't do exactly what God commanded you to do. He said, wipe it out. He said, yeah, but they, then he, then he blamed himself, the soldiers. They kept the best as spoils. I brought the king as a spoil. You know what Samuel then said? He said, to hearken is better than the fat of rams. Obedience is better than sacrifice. He went on to say that rebellion is as the spirit of idolatry or witchcraft. Rebellion is as the spirit of witchcraft and idolatry. Failing to listen is as idolatry. You'll see it again in Acts chapter 5 when Ananias and Sapphira came, supposedly hearing the voice of God, yet they were lying to the Spirit, and the Spirit struck them dead in that moment of time. You'll see it again in Acts chapter 8, when someone thought they heard but didn't understand. His name was Simon. He was a sorcerer, a magician. He'd given his life to God in a great revival in Samaria. Peter and John went down, prayed for those folks that they'd received the Holy Spirit, and when the sorcerer Simon, who was now converted saw what was going on, he said, let me pay you to give me that same gift. He heard, but he didn't listen. So many in our lives today are the exact same way. We hear, but we fail to listen. In Scripture, when we hear the Word of God, it requires obedience. You know why we don't want to obey? Because it means something's got to go. Something's got to change. Something's got to be different. And really, I kind of like who I am just the way I am. Quit messing with me, God. Don't raise your hands, but almost every one of you have said that to him at one time or another. Your plan may be perfect, but my plan's working just fine. I really don't want to make any changes or do anything different in my life. Listen to me. When the voice of God speaks to you and you hear him clearly, you must obey. And if you don't, it's sin separates you from the Father. Psalm 81, 13 says, Oh, that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. God didn't want people just to hear him. He wanted them to listen to the point of obedience. Listen to the point of obedience. If you have children, you know exactly what I mean. 
I can remember when my kids were growing up, they'd be watching TV and I'd walk in the room and I'd start talking to them and it was like I was talking to that wall. They didn't hear a thing I was saying or so I thought. And then I would say, what did I just say? And they'd repeat it back verbatim. They heard, but they didn't listen. That's the way we are as well. We hear, but we fail to listen. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. I know them. They follow me. Following Jesus means doing what he tells us to do. Now, to hearing the voice of God is a learned skill. Throughout the Bible, God has spoken in many different ways and many different examples. He spoke to Moses through a burning bush. He spoke through a donkey to Balaam. He spoke through an audible voice and a bright light to Saul on the road to Damascus. God can speak any way he chooses to speak, anytime he chooses to, to anyone that pleases him. But we need to understand it didn't end when the apostles died. God still speaks to us today. We're going to talk about how he does that. How does he speak to us today? In the Old Testament, he spoke through prophets to his people. But listen, oh, come on. Somebody needs to hear this. You are not living under that dispensation. You're living in the dispensation where the Holy Spirit has been poured out upon you. And hear me, you don't need a man to tell you what God's voice says. All you need is to tune into the Spirit of God and listen to him. Stop chasing preachers. And start chasing the Holy Ghost. That's worth saying again. Stop chasing preachers and start chasing the Holy Ghost. You're going here to there, pillar to post, church to church, looking for a word when all you have to do is be still and know that I am God. God longs to speak into your heart and life. But you're so busy, you haven't given him time to direct your path. You're so occupied and preoccupied and so convinced that God's voice will only come through someone else. You're missing the greatest benefit of the kingdom, and that's communion with the Father through the Holy Ghost. I'm here to tell you God wants to speak to you. But you need to slow down and unclutter your life. You need to quit chasing preachers and prophets and apostles and chase the one who ordained those positions and gave that ministry because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Love the way you're shouting now. We need to understand that hearing the voice of God is a learned skill. You have to set aside time. You have to quiet your heart, quiet your mind, quiet your spirit. Shut out the other voices and say, Lord, speak to me. Lord, impart something into me. God, direct and guide my life. He longs to do that. Matter of fact, Hebrews 10, 16 says, rather than his law being written on tablets, he will now put it in our hearts and write it in our minds. That's the relationship God wants to have with you. That's what he desires more than anything else. Number three, God's voice never contradicts his word. So many times people have said to me, God told me. When I hear that phrase, I just shut my mouth and I listen. And some of the things I've heard that God told them did not come from God. They came from their own thoughts and desires or from the devil himself. 
Because God's voice never contradicts God's word. God's never going to okay your desire to do things that he's already called sin. Thank you, Pastor Isaiah. He's never going to be okay with your life not being a life of righteousness and holiness through the spirit of the living God. Yeah, but God told me, no, he didn't. He did not say that. He will never contradict his word. So many times I've had people come up to, say, to me and say, hey, God told me something. Really, what did he say? He said that, you see that lady or that man right over there? He said, I'm supposed to marry them. I said, well, if that's the case, don't you think you would have told them too? He didn't say that. It's what their own flesh, their lust, their desires wanted. It was not the voice of God. So many times since I've been here in the eight years, people have said to me, Pastor, we've heard from God. God's leading us to another place. That's garbage. God wants you to be planted, firm, established, rooted in his kingdom. He doesn't want you bouncing from pillar to post, church to church, preacher to preacher. He wants you to sit down, quiet down, and let him speak in your life. His word never contradicts his voice. And his voice never contradicts his word. Psalm 119, 105 says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my pathway. When we are hearing the voice of God, he then directs our steps. When we don't know what's right or wrong, when we don't know the decision to make, when we do our list of pros and cons and it still doesn't add up to a decision, Maybe you should stop relying on your own ability, wisdom, talent, and what you think is foresight and start listening to the Word. Because the Word will reveal God's voice to you. The Word will guide you and direct you. The Lord will help you when you don't know what to do. The Word will instruct you when you don't know which way to go. And here's the kicker. The Word will keep you out of sin. God's voice never contradicts his word. So, you know, since I've been here, I've just adopted a practice. If somebody said, God told me, great, wonderful, I bless you. I'm not arguing with you. But we'll see the fruit of what you said he said within a short period of time. Listen, don't be throwing that phrase around, God told me. It's worn out. You need to simply respond to the voice of the Spirit. Quit trying to convince someone else of what you want to do because you said God told you. That's good preaching whether you know it or not. Listen, if you say to me, God said I'm supposed to marry him and he's living in mama's basement. He doesn't have a job. You have to go pick him up for every day. You go get him and bring him to church. That's not the voice of God. I'm confident in that. No doubt in my mind. Why? Because God's voice only brings good things into your life. God's voice does not put you in positions where you're in turmoil, whether you're in trouble, where you're in the divorce court. Because you didn't listen. You see, when the voice of the enemy lies to us, or our own voice confuses us, it's the word of God that brings clarity and direction and guidance into our life. So am I saying that God can't speak to you about your future spouse? I'm not saying that. 
But I am saying that if he does, he's already talked to that person too and he doesn't need you to convince them. See, that's another dilemma in the church. We think, well, God told me to tell the pastor this. My question is, did he tell the pastor? Because God uses people to confirm what he's already speaking in your life. And if you're hearing it for the first time from someone else, I'm pretty sure that's not God. His voice never contradicts his word. Number four, God's voice never contradicts his nature. You need to understand that his nature, his nature is revealed through his word. And knowing his nature is imperative to understanding and hearing his voice. So I don't really understand what you mean by that. Well, let me just spell it out. God's nature is that you live a life of holiness, righteousness, and integrity. And if you're lying, cheating, and stealing, that's not the voice of God. If you're shacking up with somebody, you didn't hear the voice of God. Oh, I love the way you're shouting now. Oh, you say, but we have an agreement. God's not interested in your agreement, and he never makes bar bargains that violate his word. It's time to understand and recognize he has called his church to a position of following him and displaying, revealing, proving the fruits of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And if those are absent, we're not hearing the voice of God because God's voice never contradicts his nature. Let me give you another example. Whatever you take into your eyes is going to go into your mind and lodge in your spirit. And if you don't have the spiritual discernment to resist the things that are not of God that will damage and destroy you, you need to hit the altar one more time. I'm telling you, there are some things you don't need to be watching, some music you don't need to be hearing, some places you shouldn't be frequenting because they know the voice of God in your life and cause you to be hardened in your heart. Thank you for that. The more we know of God and his word, the more we understand his nature, the more easily we can see and sense in our spirit what is God honoring and what is God defying. Holy Spirit will not allow us to have inner peace regarding decisions and actions that are contrary to the nature of God. He won't do it. Listen, friend, if you're seeking a decision and trying to figure out what God wants you to do, are you living in peace or are you living in turmoil? If it causes turmoil in your life, it's not the voice of God. Because God's voice brings peace. God's voice always brings peace. Number five, the Holy Spirit's voice. Let's talk about the voice of the Spirit. Jesus knew he was going to be crucified. He knew that on the third day he'd rise again from the dead. He knew that 50 days later he would ascend into heaven and take his position at the right hand of the Father. But he said to his disciples, when I go, I'm not leaving you alone. I'm sending you a paraclete, a helper, a counselor, a guide, a friend, a comforter, whose name is Holy Spirit. John 14, 25 and 26, these things he said, I've spoken to you while being present with you. But the helper, Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things I said to you. 
the helper, Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Oh, folks, hear me. You're not alone. He's right here. He's ever present. Holy Spirit carries the same characteristics of God the Father and now God the Son. He's omnipresent. Jesus in a physical body was limited to being in one place at one time. But here's the good news. Holy Spirit is not limited. He can be here and in Africa. He can be here and in the Ukraine. And you need to pray for the Ukrainians today. He can be here and in Egypt. He can be here in the Mideast. He can be here and in South America. Holy Spirit is omnipresent. He's everywhere at all time. We need to understand Jesus sent him from the Father to be his voice to us. To allow us to hear and know and understand. John 16, 13 and 14, Jesus said, When he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. Have you heard the voice of the Spirit? Have you heard him saying, this is the way, walk ye in it? I'm telling you, with every major life decision, you need to hear the voice of the Spirit. Before you sign that car note for $70,000 so you have a slick ride to ride around in, you better hear the voice of the Spirit. Every major life decision, you need to hear the voice of the Spirit. Before you buy a house, you better hear from the Spirit of God. You better know that's right. Before you move, when Yvonne and I came here, we learned in July that this church was open and available. When I got a call from two of my friends on the same day telling me about the church, my first reaction was, no thanks. I'm not moving to Florida. We're living in Denver, Colorado. We're right next to heaven. The mountains are behind us. The plains are in front of us. It doesn't get any better than that. That was our thought. When I told Yvonne, you know what she said? I'm not moving to Florida. Very clearly, very directly, don't even go down that road. We dismissed it out of hand, but then the Holy Spirit began speaking. He began moving in our hearts. And after about a week, we said, okay, we'll do what we said. We said we'd walk through any open door until you closed it. And he never closed it. We just kept following him. And we ended up here from July to January 12th. We went through the process of the Spirit speaking in our hearts and in your hearts to unite us and to move us forward because we chose to listen to the voice of the Spirit. God speaks when we choose to listen. But sometimes you're as hard-hearted as I was and as hard-headed as I was. I didn't say the blonde, I said me. And we say, no thanks, doesn't fit my plan, can't be your plan. Oh, that's for somebody in this room this morning. You say, God, that doesn't fit my plan, so it can't be your plan. Listen, God's ways are higher than ours. God's thoughts are higher than ours. God can see the end from the beginning. He knows next week, next year, 10 years from now. Why would you not listen to his voice? Why would we ever elevate our own wisdom, logic, abilities, plans above his. 
See, God speaks. When does he speak? When we worship him, he speaks. Oh, I'm convinced that we're coming to the place where every worship service, when we're singing praises to God, people will get out of their seats, walk down their aisle, their hearts will be touched and changed, their sins will be forgiven, their bodies will be healed, the addictions will be broken, bondages will be set free, demons will be cast out, not because we're here, but because He comes down when we worship Him. You say, well, I can't sing, so I don't. Well, I can't either, but I do. And unfortunately, I forget and leave my mic on. I'm sorry. Didn't mean to hurt your ears. But you ought to see them scrambling back in the sound booth when that happens. I mean, they're running to hit that mute button. It's hilarious. Romans 8, 14, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage, but you received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, and the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are, come on, sons of God. Come on, the Spirit speaks to us. He moves in our life. He teaches us, guides us, directs us. But like many other things, hearing the voice of God requires practice. You have to be willing. We have a grandson in Oklahoma, Connor. He's 17. He's a starter on the varsity basketball team for the biggest high school in Oklahoma. That kid shoots 53% from three. About 70% on field goals. 92% with his free throws. People say, oh, he had a gift. Well, I agree, he has some of a gift. But you know what? He practiced. He honed those skills. He spent hours in the gym shooting that basketball to get to the point where he's at today. Listen to me, friend. You got to practice hearing the voice of God. How do we do that? Well, let me tell you very quickly. You open your Bibles. You shout out every voice. You turn off the TV, turn off the radio, turn off the worship music. And just listen to what he's going to say. Sometimes this word will spring to life and you say, that's the voice of God. Sometimes there will be a knowing in your spirit and you say, that's the voice of God. Sometimes in that moment, you can even hear his audible voice. That's the voice of God. See, whatever God did in the New Testament, in the Old Testament, he's the same God as nature hasn't changed and he'll do it again today. Problem is, we don't quite our lives. And when we hear the voice of God, we get it right 100% of the time. We don't make mistakes, errors, miscalculations when we're following the voice of God. And last, the voice of God speaks through God's people. Moses talked face to face with God, and then he went and conveyed to the people what God had said to him. See, that's the point and the purpose of preaching. To hear what God says and convey that to his people. But it's not limited to that. You can hear his voice too. Pastors, teachers, apostles, prophets, evangelists, all can be used of God to speak to his people. Proverbs teaches us that without counsel, plans go awry. But in the multitude of counselors, they are established. 
Seeking godly wisdom from people who've walked where you're at and came through it is an invaluable tool. But listen, you got to know that person's life. You've got to know they're living what they're speaking. You've got to see the fruit that comes with the Word of God being magnified and amplified in their lives. And if it's not there, for heaven's sakes, don't listen to them. Shut your ears. I love the fact that the Internet's available to us. This broadcast goes around the world. People from all over the world watch this in the weeks, the months, the years ahead. I love that fact. It takes the gospel to those who may not have heard. But by the same token, it's a two-edged sword. Because every Tom, Dick, and Harry prophet apostle who doesn't know Jesus from Adam and puts something on the internet and people listen to it and then they're led astray. Hear me. When the voice of God is speaking through people, know their lives. And if they're not genuine, if they're not real, if there isn't fruit following their life, run! Just because someone puts a title in front of their name doesn't mean they fill that office. Try the spirits. The gift, one of the gifts of the Spirit is discerning of spirits. What does that mean? It means you understand the motivation behind what's happening. You've got to discern what people are motivated to do in your life. Hebrews 3.15 says this. Today, if you hear His voice, do not harden your heart as in the day of rebellion. It's about an as a close. Tom, come back. Everyone around us says, Lord, I want to hear your voice. Everybody says, I long to have God speak to me. God's still speaking. Are you listening? Have you shut out the noise, the distractions that so easily cloud and cover his voice? Or are you really willing to listen to him? Because when you listen to him, he's going to bring change your life. He's going to transform you in a powerful way. You know, every Wednesday night I'm teaching the book of Mark. And the purpose of this teaching is to show you what Jesus did. And then to encourage you to step in and follow that practice. So every Wednesday night with about 10-15 minutes left in the service, I stop. I invite the elders and deacons to come forward. I invite those of you who want to be used in the gifts, to learn how to be used in the gifts, to come forward as well. And then we invite people with needs to come. And folks, it's in that environment that we learn, we watch, we do, and God amazes us. Come on Wednesday night. You're missing it if you're staying at home. You need to be here. Maybe God wants to make a deposit in your life that you're missing out on. You're here this morning and you can't hear God's voice because you don't know God's voice. And you don't know God's voice because He's not your Father. You've never become a part of the family. You've never asked Jesus to forgive your sins and to come into your life. The Holy Spirit's been talking to you. You may not recognize it, but it's that feeling in your chest like you're about to explode. He's convicting you of your lifestyle and He's calling you to come to the Father, be a part of the family. I know I'm talking to people today, both in the house and online. Holy Spirit is convicting you. 
You say, preacher, I want to respond to what God is doing in my life. That's you right where you sit. Lift your hand and say, I need him to forgive me. I want to change. Yes, sir. Others, I want to change. I want God to do something in my life today that's supernatural, dynamic, and everlasting. Anyone else? Stand your feet with me across this room. Sir, I'm going to ask you to come when everybody else comes. I'm going to find you. I'm going to pray for you specifically this morning. And God is going to come into your heart and into your life. Secondly, you're here this morning and you have been muddling through Christianity. It's as though you have blinders on. You can't see, you don't know, you don't hear, but you love God. Just need a greater revelation. Need your eyes open, your ears open so that you can hear and understand. You want to hear the voice of God. Maybe you're at the point where you're making a huge decision that will affect your future and your family. Then come, let's hear the voice of God. Maybe you need encouragement and strength into your life. Maybe you need healing in your body. Then come and let's hear the voice of God. You made it to the end of the message, and now what? Is God leading you to make a change? Are you needing a good church home where you can grow and help others grow as you fulfill your part in the body of Christ? Then we invite you to join us at All Nations Church on Sharer Road in Tallahassee a multicultural church founded on the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. Our Sunday morning service is at 10.30 and Wednesday night service at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For more information, visit our website, allnationstallahassee.com.